Hang on tight. Fish Talk Radio is about to take you on a fishing adventure. You're about to go places you have even yet to desire and revisit familiar favorites with live, on-the-water expert insider tips. Now, sit up straight, pay attention, take notes, and join the party for a blue water, white water, and calm water adventure. Check out fish tips and trips online at fishtalkradio.com. And now, the all-natural attitude adjustment. This is Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hannigan in studio, and we're going to have a great, great show today. If you want to learn a little bit about some thing about trucks and Jeeps and lifestyles, that's perfect. We're going to be talking to Minerva down in Cabo, see what's happening down there. And then we're going to bring back Tom McNamara, who last week we talked about repairing and customizing your rods. We're going to get a little bit deeper into that. And then, of course, we got our friend Jason Grupp, who's an all-around angler, guide, fly fishing expert, and he's going to be on with us just a second, and we're going to go ahead and go with him. So we would like you to stay tuned, uh, and also remember that if you missed any part of it, that uh, you can always go to fishtalkradio.com. Okay, let's start off. I think we have Jason on the line with us. Jason? How you doing? Oh, it just keeps getting better and better. We've only got about a minute or so, and then we're going to jump into it, starting off with Minerva in Cabo San Lucas. But real quickly, Jason is a fishing guide foremost, and you might have some interesting ideas for us about some places to go fishing. And what we would like to do is we'll go ahead and bring you in. We're going to uh, be taking a short break, and then we're going to come back with Minerva. And I'm sure you want to know all about fishing in Cabo San Lucas. And she Sounds knows, good to me. And we are also going to be, well, I don't know if we'll tease them up with the, what we're planning on for next year. But uh, anyway, Jason, real quickly, you are the guide at one of the foremost, uh, what do you call it, a guest ranch in, yeah, in Santa Barbara County? And, yeah, dude ranch. And you have your own private premier bass lake. And I still am anxious to get back up there real quick. Anyway, this is Fish Talk Radio. We're going to be coming back in a couple of minutes with Minerva, so stay tuned, and we'll be right back with you. So Okay. All right. Well, let's, Jason, why don't you just yeah. give us a, a, a real quick rundown uh, about some of the things we're going to be talking about a little bit later. In about 20 seconds, I think you've got some interesting ideas and locations, and maybe we'll talk a little bit about trout fishing. Okay. Yeah, you bet. All right, Jason. Okay. We'll be right back with Fish Talk Radio. Are you ready for a whale watching adventure? The Santa Barbara Channel is known as one of the best whale watching areas in the world. Over 27 species of whales, dolphins, and porpoises come here throughout the year. And there's no better way to spend time with these wonderful animals than aboard the high-tech Condor Express. Bring the whole family for an unforgettable whale watching adventure. The Condor Express is Santa Barbara's premier charter boat for whale watching, island excursions, sunset cruises, and private charters. Call Sea Landing at 882-0088 to book your trip. We'll see you on the Condor Express. Local fishing at its finest is aboard the Stardust. Day and half day trips on Stardust sport fishing are a family affair. Find out what it's like to view Santa Barbara from the water while you are catching dinner. See whales, dolphins, and Channel Islands up close. Spotless boat and friendly crew are perfect for beginner or expert. Get aboard with Jason Diamond and his crew on Stardust sport fishing, operating at a sea landing in the Santa Barbara Harbor. 
Clover Pass Resort, Ketchikan, Alaska, is in the heart of the salmon capital of Alaska. Walk a few yards to the dock and throw a line at king, silver, or pink salmon. Just a 90-minute direct flight from Seattle. You can be in your boat fishing the day you arrive. The calm waters at Clover Pass hold schools of salmon as well as halibut and rockfish. Clover Pass offers all-inclusive fishing packages starting under $1,000. For more information, call John at 877-FISH-RAP. That's 877-F-I-S-H-R-A-P. So you're covered in sand up to your waist thanks to the excessive digging of two very ambitious children, and you think, wait, did I lock my Impala back in the parking lot? And normally you'd just sit and stew about it. But you live in a time when an OnStar app lets you control your car from nearly anywhere in your world like it's some extremely remote control car, which it kind of is. So you tap the icon that zaps a signal that says to your car, boop, here's a signal to flip the mechanism that locks the door that sends a signal back to your phone to say, yes, your car is now safely locked. And you gotta wonder about the guy walking by when it happens. He's like, wow. And you're like, wow. And if you slow your brain for just a nanosecond, you realize just how amazing modern technology really is. All because you drive a Chevrolet Impala connected by OnStar. For details, availability, and system limitations, visit OnStar.com. It's time to fight fire with steel. To advance truck technology with an available Pentastar V6 and 8-speed transmission. The 2013 Ram 1500 with best-in-class fuel economy. Engineered to move heaven and earth. Guts. Glory. Ram. Standard pickup class excludes hybrids. EPA estimated 17 city, 20 combined, 25 highway MPG based on V6 4x2. Ram is a registered trademark of Chrysler Group LLC. Fish Talk Radio. I'm John Hennigan in studio, and we have Minerva on the line, our dear friend from downtown Cabo San Lucas, the Marlin capital of the world, and I'm sure she's got a little bit to say about that, probably a lot more. Minerva, it's starting to cool off a little bit up uh, north of you, but I suspect that uh, you're probably looking forward to that, aren't you? Oh, yeah, it's beautiful here. We're looking at, you know, very, very low 90s air temperature and mid-80s water temperature. Where can you go and get that? (laughs) Well, I can add one more thing to that. Where can you go and get the incredible fishing that only Cabo San Lucas has to offer? Tight. We're seeing the marlin beginning to school up on the Pacific. And not only that, the Dorado bite's fantastic, and even the occasional wahoo here and there. Wow. Well... As, uh, as, as you very well know, I'm going to be down there uh, before too long, and hopefully I get to be fishing with you uh, the first part of November. Well, in your boat anyway. I've never seen you on the boat. Yeah, well, I, I do that once in a while, John. I love fishing, and, uh, but mostly I stand behind the counter and <laughs> yeah. greet, my, greet my guests. Well, you've certainly got your finger on the pulse. I don't want to say how long that you've been in that location because most people don't think that you were born by that time. Silver-tongued devil. <laughs> yes, I've been 36 years. I am celebrating 36 years in Cabo San Lucas this week. Well, we want to talk about fishing, but I'm, I'm kind of tempted just to talk about Cabo San Lucas 36 years ago and today. Oh, well, 
Go ahead, throw it at me. It was <laughs> absolutely magnificent. There well, wasn't even a sign that said what the population was, but we believe it was about 600 people when we arrived. Wow. Now, again, because uh, uh, it's a matter of syntax, but Cabo San Lucas, uh, but the municipality is Los Cabos, which is encompasses San Jose del Cabo. That's right. So, but if you just take the, the Cabo San Lucas portion of it, it's so hard to tell because there's so many people, I, me is uh, one of those, is that own property there and spend time there, but we're not actually real residents. So it's kind of hard to tell who's there and when they're there. But you've got you got to be, what, over 50,000 now? Oh, no. I think we're I think the city of Cabo San Lucas is we're probably into about one hundred and fifty thousand. <laughs> our our community goes way back now. Yeah. And it's huge. It's huge. It is. And you know, just a quick comment. A lot of people say, oh, I don't want to go there anymore. It's not like it used to be. Well, no, it's not like it used to be. But that doesn't mean it's bad. And you know, things change. I don't know why that would be a surprise to anybody. Everybody wants a piece of something that's fantastic. Everything, it is the the animal, the, the nature of the animal, that if you find something great, somebody else will too. <laughs> I still love Cabo San Lucas. It's beautiful. Um, we are surrounded by the magnificent Sea of Cortez, which is incomparable in the entire world, and the Pacific Ocean, and the best fishing anywhere. Okay, we better get back to that. Give us a quick idea. This has been a, well, let's say a banner year or certainly one of the best years uh, for a lot of different varieties. That's right, and everybody's talking about it. We're probably averaging right now a little bit down on the striper bite from a couple of weeks ago, but we're averaging about two to four striped marlin per boat per day and limiting out on the Dorado, which is two Dorado per fishing license. So the fishing is fantastic. It's been holding steady. We're expecting the blue marlin and the black marlin to show up because we're peaking for our um, uh, tournament season. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm, not, I'm not seeing big numbers yet in the blues and the blacks, but uh, everybody's out there hunting for them. Right. Well, quickly, how far do we have to go from the marina before we can get into these? Right now, everybody, almost 100% of the fleet is fishing at the um, Golden Gate or at mm -hmm. the Jaime Bank. So we're looking at about 20 miles on the Pacific side. Right. That's where everybody, even in the Puerto Los Cabos area, they're coming over on this side right now. Okay. Well, <laughs> and that's actually because the boats that you have down there, so you spend maybe 45 minutes or half hour, 45 minutes getting into them. And the way you're talking, you may not even spend the whole day out there. That's right. And with an, an average uh, trip in a daily charter in Los Cabos is an eight-hour trip, and that is, you know, a really great day, 6.30 to 2.30 in the afternoon. You can get her done. You can get over there to one of the greatest banks in the world, catch your marlin, maybe some dinner, and then head back in. Well, I would like to invite people to come down with the trip, the real fun trip we're putting together to go down to the East Cape part of Baja, which is up the coast from your little ways. Oh, <coughs> Excuse me. But uh, I think it's filled up. But if anybody wants yeah. to get in touch with it, <coughs> we'll get you straightened out. And, of course, Minerva has the finest fishing fleet and far and away the biggest and the best tackle store in Cabo San Lucas. We look forward always to getting some of your listeners in here. Okay. Well, and that's Minerva's.com. That's right. All right. Well, 
Thank you very much, Minerva, and I'll be seeing you uh, none too soon. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. You bet. Oh, wow. Okay, well, let's see if we can compare something to that by moving up the coast to the uh, uh, south-central California coast in the Channel Islands area. I believe we have Roy, Troy, excuse me, Troy on the line from Channel Islands Sport Fishing. And, Troy, we were just talking to Minerva in Cabo about what a great year it's been down there. Oh, good. Well, I, I think we've got something similar to say up here, don't we? Yeah, it's been pretty good, you know. Um, our surface fishing is starting to, our smaller boats are getting calico bass, and one of our smaller boats had a couple yellowtail the other day. And, mm-hmm. um, that same guy the day before that had a nice white sea bass, too, which wow. we haven't had any of those in a while. Well, the this area, there's been a tremendous amount of white sea bass, but with the the boats that you have with more people on them, it's more difficult to to target them. But again, this is, looks like one of the best years. You mentioned calico bass, which is normally they don't really show up until, you know, the water warms up a little bit, and they haven't been, been real big this year because the water temperatures haven't been real hot. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> they're sure a lot of fun, and also they're great sport fish, they're great eating fish, and we certainly want to make sure that people not only comply with the limit, but, you know, just take what you, take what you need and uh, leave the rest of them because they grow slow. Yeah, exactly. I don't keep them. Okay. And the what else you got going on down there besides that? Um, well, we're doing the hoop net trips. On, oh, yeah. On Friday, Saturday, Sundays. And mostly, the, you know, mostly it's um, crabs, you know, a few lobsters. But what they do is they set the traps and then they go, you know, fish for rockfish for a little bit and come back and check the traps. The pots. Right. So you're not fishing for hoops. You're using the hoops to catch the lobster. We're using hoop nets, yeah. Okay. And that sounds like so much fun. Just give a quick idea. We've only got a little bit of time. But a typical trip when you go out and catch, not only catch your dinner, but actually be able to catch the spiny lobster. Yeah. Yeah. Now, they're pretty elusive right now. But, are they? Uh, but they've been getting a few. Well, it's just the season is just in the beginning. But just, you know, the... Catching, as I think everybody realizes, that when you go fishing, uh, catching is a bonus. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but the going out after lobster sounds like a lot of fun because you can put a full day's work in, go down to Channel Islands, and get on a boat at about what time? They leave at 530, and mm-hmm. they come back, you know, about 11. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you, now when you go out and you put the, the nets down, the hoop nets down, and what is it? Do you put usually about one net per person, something like that? Yeah, they they take a, a max load of ten. They take ten people, mm-hmm. and we provide the hoop nets and the bait, and everybody gets right. Their, their and when net. when you're out there, do they have opportunity to do anything else besides uh, sip on a hot drink? Well, what they do is they go rock fishing, you know, and uh-huh. try for sand bass, and you know, like I, the last count I saw the other day. I mean, I think mm-hmm. he, he had like 60 rockfish mixed in with Wow. Well, we're going to have to cut you loose, Trey, but Channel Islands Sport Fishing, you go to Cisco's.com, correct? Cisco's.com or ChannelIslandSportFishing.com. Right. And if you're anywhere, happen to be on the California coast, it's well worth the trip to stop in and see you. And obviously, the chance to catch a lobster is awesome. Yeah. Trey, we appreciate that very much. We'll talk to you again next week. Okay. Thanks. Have a good day.
The Santa Barbara Channel offers some of the most productive sport fishing in the world. Channel Island Sport Fishing offers the most boats to enjoy it. Call 805-383-1612. At Channel Island Sport Fishing, you pick the time and place you want to go. Nearshore halibut, calico bass and rockfish, or fish the Channel Islands for white sea bass and yellowtail. For whale watching and private charters, Channel Island Sport Fishing in Oxnard has clean, modern boats with professional, friendly crews. Make your reservations for a deep-sea adventure by calling 805-383-1612. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Wormer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Lake Kachuma is a California treasure. Bald eagles, deer, egrets, foxes, wild turkeys play on the banks and in the trees. Red ear, bluegill, bass and catfish inhabit the waters. Rainbow trout are planted on a regular basis and easily caught from boat or shore. Lake Kachuma Boat Rentals is a key to a successful day on the lake. Call 805-688-4040 for information. Tackle, skiff, or pontoon boat rental. Call Craig at 688-4040. 20 minutes north of Santa Barbara. Kachuma Boat Rentals for a day to remember. World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the white sand beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at Costa Baja resort.com It's a beautiful day What do you say Let's go fishing What a wonderful way To spend the day Just go fishing The water Now I love the fish, you know that's true. Most important thing in my life, of course, next to you. And most of my stuff is as good as yours. Right down to my favorite lure. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. I'm John Hennigan. And in studio, but we also have Scott Brown from Chrysler Jeep. It's got some really exciting stuff about some new things that are happening. And Jason Grupp has joined us. Actually, he's, he's co-hosting today. Jason, sorry that we have not been paying a lot of attention to you, but I'm sure that uh, you've got some questions for Scott. Scott, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself quickly, and let's jump into uh, what, uh, what you got going. Uh, you know, I'm the, the Western Region PR manager for the Chrysler Group. Um, one of the luckiest, luckiest guys on the planet just because uh, I can play from play with anything from Jeeps to, to Ram trucks to Vipers. Um, 
you know, exciting times for us right now because of uh, diesel technology and, and what we're doing and some of the light-duty applications with diesel. I think we talked a couple weeks about a, a week, weeks ago about Grand Cherokee. Um, we've got a, a Ram light-duty, a 1500 Ram that's got a diesel engine that'll be available late this year, early next year. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, you know, that's the biggest segment of the of the pickup truck market. You know, a lot of recreational, a lot of light construction, and uh, having a light-duty diesel uh, right. is huge for them. Scott, this is exciting stuff. So you need to bring your level up a little bit and show how excited you are. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. Oh. But the, the whole diesel thing has got me so intrigued that, you know, it's finally, I think technology is catching up with us. Is, and why it took so long, I don't know. But, right. you know, with the advances made in technology, the diesel engine is clean burning. But can you just give some quick spe- specs on that engine? Because... You know, it's almost hard to believe. Yeah, you know, it's it's a it's a small V6, a three liter V6, um, 240 horsepower, 420 pound feet of torque. <laughs> um, so basically, you know, it's the size of a V6, but it's got the torque of a V8, and you're going to get the fuel economy of 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 a V6. You're going to get, you know, with this engine, you're going to get mid to high 20s in fuel economy. We haven't finalized the numbers quite yet, but. Uh, it's testing really, really well, and you know, when's the last time? I mean, we're getting better fuel economy out of this truck than a lot of our competitors' small pickup trucks with four-cylinder engines. Yes. Um, so, um, you know, and it's a full-size truck, so it can it can tow a trailer up to to 9,200 pounds. You know, it's got the payload that you need and that that is demanded. So it's um, it's a it's a great package. Well. You know, for those who have been around a little while, that can remember back to the. I, I'm, I guess they're the good old days, but I'll tell you <laughs> what, you know, an, an engine that had, uh, that was almost twice that large, putting out about half that horsepower and about one-third that amount of torque, and you're getting uh, 25 miles a gallon out of it. Right. But uh, we have Jason Grupp on the line with us. He's a guide, fishing guide, and he travels all over the world, let alone uh, traveling up into the, uh, you know, northern areas of California to, to do trout fishing, which we're going to be talking about. I suspect Jason has some questions for you. Yeah, I'm a uh, I'm a Dodge guy myself. I have a 2012, and absolutely one of the best trucks I've owned. I love this new truck and the direction that Dodge is going. Great, thank you. Yeah, you bet. Thank you. So, no, it's it's been a pleasure to own, and I've got about 20,000 miles on it. And I haven't had a single problem, and it's running great. So, and I don't have a diesel. I thought about it, but I do tow my boat with it. But the Hemi's got plenty of power to tow a boat. My boat's about 3,500 pounds, and it, I don't even know it's back there. Right. Good. Good. Well, Good. Jason goes to areas that uh, you're probably not going to find any Winnebago's. <laughs> so, hey, those are the best areas. Exactly. And it sure takes the equipment. I, again, when we, you took us on that trip up above Mammoth on this road from, yeah. well, I won't say a road from, you know, where, but it was, uh, it was uh, I've seen better deer trails in Cow Pass. <laughs> And well, the, the thing about that, and we can talk real quickly about you know your all-terrain, but the the vehicles that you had, uh, they had the clearance to actually almost instead of I wouldn't say drive over, you crawl over these rocks because they're just about like bowling balls in right. in the middle of the road, and there's you can't get around them unless you want to go off the cliff. So right. you got no choice, and in most vehicles you'd be walking or maybe a pack horse. 
Yeah, on that trip, we brought the power wagon, which is our 2500. But I mean, that really is, you know, for the recreational or the work, you know, the work guy. It's got locking differentials front and rear. It's got a little bit of a lift, 33 inch tire, disconnecting sway bars, you know, um, you know, 456 gears, and then the locking differentials. Um, you know, and and, wow. and and an upgraded tire so that when you're in places, and as you remember, there were cliffs. You couldn't go around no, those you couldn't. rocks. No, you had no. to go over them. <laughs> Straight down. Um, yeah. And uh, a lot of, that was a that was a great trip. Well, you just kind of threw something out there about uh, 456. I remember back in the day when you wanted to get a rear low rear end for coming out of the hole, and that was 411. So with 456, you must be really be able to gear down. Yeah, you can. You know, and as when you're getting into the into the back country, a lot of times, you know, you want to be able to get out. So it's not necessarily about, <laughs> yeah. it's not about the speed. It's about yeah. preservation and yeah. and keeping your rig going and letting the mechanicals do what they need to do. So slow as you go, that's what you want to do. Um, get in safely and get out safely and without doing any kind of uh, any kind of damage to your rig or the environment. You know, I just thought I just thought of something while you were saying that getting in and getting out. If you're driving a vehicle. Um, even if it can make it there, I don't suppose AAA is going to come and get you. Oh man, yeah, I have heard <laughs> some nightmare tow fees. You know, in in thousands of dollars when people get get uh, get stuck or break something in the backcountry. Um, you know, the, the Rubicon Trail. It's not uncommon that um, things get uh, pretty pretty beat up out there. And and if you can't fix it on the trail, you're looking at a really big fee to get that get a vehicle out of there. Mm-hmm. Well. Hey. It's, ahead, uh, how, have they uh, have they improved how loud the diesels are now? You know, I know that the yeah. you know the companies have put a lot of work into making them quieter as the years pass by. Has Dodge done the same? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean about, the, uh, that old Cummins, the five so, nine was yeah. a lot of clatter. The six seven and now this three liter from Viamatori, you almost can't tell that it's a diesel engine. They've really really quieted them down. Um, there's been a lot of things that have gone into making it and, and that's part of the technology that john was talking about you know not only for cleaning them up emissions wise um but also the the sound noise and and making them a much more refined um and they're not going to be accepted you know truckers will put up with that but the general consumer <laughs> and and especially guys that are going back into the back country they're not going to take something that is just so loud so absolutely um they've they've quietened them up a ton well, now, t- real quickly for the people that are listening, if uh, they want to step into a dealership and check it out, or, or is Chrysler or Jeep amenable to that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, any dealership, ramtrucks.com is where, where they can go to find information on this diesel. Um, you know, Grand Cherokee's got the same diesel that they'll be offering this fall. Um, so it's an engine that we're putting in several different products um, here later this year. But, yeah, any, any one of our dealerships, Jeep.com, RamTrucks.com, um, Chrysler Group, like I said, it's, it's a great company to work for because everything from Fiat's on, the, on one end to, to Jeeps for the off-road to trucks to SRT, which is our performance division. So, yeah, Well, again, with that variety, whether you're just really hardcore, um, you know, uh, rock crawler or if you're going to be uh, taking the boat to – um, some distance, and you want to be comfortable along the way, but you can just kind of figure out exactly what it is you want. Yep, yep, exactly. Well, Scott, I, we got to figure out a way to get one of those. Man, I, <laughs> John, let's do it. Let's, okay. Uh, let's, uh, you know, at least in the short term, let's get something that you play with it. Um, I mean, trucks, you know, Jason says, I mean, they're amazing. Um, okay. They, they become so comfortable, and the powertrains are, are so good. Um, you know, it, it, you know, truck is not a sacrifice anymore. It they is, truly right. are, you know, comfortable, great products. 
Okay, well, I'll have you pick it up. Um, okay, well, Scott, we really appreciate that uh, you came on today, and we're going to be bringing you back and getting some more updates. Great. But, right. uh, but thank you very much, and uh, just go to either your closest dealer or to what's the easiest website? Yeah, ramtrucks.com. Ramtrucks.com. Thank you. Thanks, Okay, John. Jason, you do a lot of back um, area fishing, in particular maybe some trout fishing in Northern California. Want to give us a quick idea what's happening this time of the year up there? Yeah, you know, Northern California, I think, is uh, underrated. There is some amazing water up there from, from steelhead to, to rainbows to so many different types of river up there, from spring creeks to freestone to tailwaters to everything's up there. And one reason I really like the area, and I'm, I'm particularly talking about the Trinity, the Sacramento, over into Redding, where you've got the McLeod River, which is just unbelievable, Pitt River, Hat Creek, Fall. You know, all these different rivers are just amazing up there. And when I head up there, I try and hit a different different river every day. Um, I'm all over the place. So um, it's, it's a lot of fun. Now, this time of the year, though, there starts to become some steelhead opportunities. Um, which are just fantastic. And a lot of the trout guides that say are over in the Mammoth area will head over to the Trinity and some of those areas and start guiding for steelhead over there. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a great opportunity and a great time to, to head up and, and fish that area for some big steelhead. Well, steelhead, again, is, is a kind of an elusive creature. Everybody knows about it, but I think that if you were to ask 100 anglers if they've actually ever caught a steelhead, it would be in a small minority. Yeah, and it, it, there is a, a bit of, a, let's say, luck of the draw when you head out there timing it right to, to find them. And, you know, if, if you only get one or two fish in a day, you've had a great day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they, they aren't easy. But when you do lock into one of those big fish, it's, it's a pretty amazing experience. Right. And I'll, uh, I'll be heading up there in November to give it a whirl. Okay, that sounds great. After you get back from Mexico, I assume. Yeah, we're going to Cabo first, like we talked about earlier. Perfect, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, and we talked to Minerva earlier on, so I don't know if... Well, you, you were listening to that, so I'm ready. I'm ready. I am, too. I already got my flip-flops on. I'm ready to go. Yeah, well, there's a big difference between gearing up for Baja and for Northern California. Yeah, big time. And... Uh, <laughs> Down, uh, you know, down in uh, to Cabo, I'll also be bringing my fly rod along to hit the okay. beaches down there, too. Okay. Jason, we're going to take a break, but uh, you're not going to be going away. We found Grizz. Uh, we're going to bring him on in the next segment, too, and so we're going to have a real party in here. Stay tuned. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio. Oh, Lord. Honey, that sounds like rain. Hey, woman. Getting young as this goes. Vagabundos Del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. 
Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at VAGABUNDOS.com or call 800-474-BAJA. For more than a century, sport fishermen have led the charge for conservation. From trout to marlin, anglers have worked to protect our natural resources and establish successful programs that benefit fish and fishermen. Today, this legacy is at risk unless we step up and lead the fight for real world conservation. That's what the Sport Fishing Conservancy is all about, doing what's best for fish and fishing and making sure anglers get the credit we deserve. Check out the Sport Fishing Conservancy and find out how you can help at sportcon.org. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Want to make your drive more exciting? It starts with Shell V Power Premium Gasoline. It's Ferrari's choice for improved performance. Shell V Power removes an average of 60% of performance-robbing gunk on intake valves left by low-quality premium gasolines. And it starts with your very first tank. The result is the kind of performance that gives you more excitement behind the wheel. Choose Shell V Power Premium Gasoline today and let the excitement begin. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we've got people scattered all over the world. We've got the Grizz calling in from the beautiful city of peace, La Paz, Baja, California, sir. We have Jason that's up in the Central Coast, and he's going to be heading up to Northern California and talk about some fishing up there. And then, of course, Jason and myself and the Grizz uh, in a couple of weeks are going to be fishing in uh, Cabo. But right now we have Tom McNamara that uh, from Mudhole, and let's let Tom introduce himself real quick, and he's calling from Florida. Hey, guys. Tom McNamara, Mudhole Tackle again, calling from the uh, warm state of Florida. <laughs> okay. Now, Tom, we talked to you last week about, and by the way, you know, we, Grizz is going to talk to you about getting some of your stuff down into Baja because, among other things, he also supplies uh, tackle shops and uh, some of the big box stores down there. But we'll talk about that in a second. We talked last time about customizing and repairing your rods. 
And, of course, I'm sure that Grizz and Jason will tell you that if you're out on the water and you got a problem and if you can figure a quick fix for something, that tip you gave on uh, changing out your uh, the tips last week was a good one because you want to have a special an extra one of those. But why don't you give us a little bit more information about rods themselves and if someone wants to create their own and give us some ideas. And I'm sure Jason and uh, Grizz will ask you a little bit about what types of rods they should be using. So why don't you go ahead and start off with just a basic rundown of the different types of rods that someone should have in their arsenal. Sure. Currently in the U.S. market, or produced, I should say, in the world for that matter, there's two types of rods. Basically, they break down to graphite rods um, that are great, made with different graphite material, moduluses of material from the low end to the high end. And then there's fiberglass rods. And within fiberglass, you can get into different types of glass, E-glass, S-glass, solid glass. Those are the two main categories. There's also bamboo, uh, which is mainly relegated to fly fishing now. So the majority of freshwater and saltwater are using fiberglass or graphite. Why you would use one over the other really depends on your fishing application. Graphite tends to be stronger, uh, stiffer, a little more sensitive, whereas fiberglass is a lot tougher, more durable. It's something you would use for, let's say, bottom fishing or a head boat where the rods are really going to get beat up. The, the strongest of all would be a solid fiberglass rod. Unfortunately, they tend to be very heavy and clubby, but you can run over them pretty much with a car and they won't break. So depending on the application, what you're fishing for might dictate the type of material you're going to pick in a rod, whether you design it yourself or you buy one off the shelf. Okay. Now, a quick question. When you say graphite, that's that's also carbon? Yes. Carbon um, would be the, the, the trade name. Graphite is more what's advertised out there. Um, the graphite changed the industry back in the 70s when Boeing and Gary Loomis got together and started with graphite materials. Um, that's pretty much become the standard now. Um, there's been a lot of change in the 70s and 80s. Now into the 90s, they're playing with a lot of resins um, to make the graphite more sensitive, more stiff, mm-hmm. um, and we can get more technical in that. But that technology keeps changing with the nano resins that are coming out, um, lighter, stiffer, stronger, and lower price, uh, uh, more you, durable. Now you threw another one, nano resin. But let's pass on that right now. I want to ask Grizz what he uses in Baja and how that's different from what Jason uses in uh, fly fishing. So, uh, Grizz, why don't you give us an idea what what you like to use when you're out in blue water? Are we talking about fly fishing boat rods or pitching rods? What are we talking about, John? Because when I go out on a boat, I have, if I'm trolling, I want 240s to 60s on each side, and then I run 250s to... Uh, 80s out on my outriggers. Mm-hmm. For pitching, I use, and all of these are graphite, and for a pitching rod, I use a 30 weight. Mm-hmm. That's uh, 30, 40, 30, 50 for pitching. Right. You're, you're, for fly rods, I use a 10 and a half foot uh, graphite 12 weight. Okay. So when, when you're talking about uh, the, the fly rods are go by weight, but the other ones you're talking about line test, right? The 40s, 50s, and 80s? Well, no, not because I'm talking about the size of reel you use. You mm-hmm. use it for a 30 to 50, 30 to 60, whatever it be, the okay. combinations you use. Right. And the or, advantages? you know, like a, right. a 50 wide reel on it, I would use, you know, a 40 
to 60 rod. Well, and also the other thing, the length of the rod has to do with it, uh, some things also, doesn't it? Well, I, uh, for tuna fishing, I use a four and a half foot rod. Mm. Now, for pitching, I use a six and a half foot rod. For trolling, I use a five and a half foot rod. Well, Jason, I bet yours are a little longer than that when you're fly fishing, aren't they? Yeah, you know, they are. And, and the fly rod industry in the past 10 years has, has come a long ways with, with the rod, especially the power that these fly rods are producing and how light they are making these rods. Uh, Orvis just came out with a new one, the Helios 2, and they're getting these fly rods down to two to three ounces. <laughs> and they are so light, yet can generate a tremendous amount of power. Now, Tom, you may know this, but, you know, we're, we're speaking of graphite rods. It's not only graphite that we're putting into these blanks, right? It's sort of a mixture of, of many different materials to create the power and the lightness that we're getting out of these rods. Am I correct on that? Well, there's been a lot of advancements in the last 10 years. Um, rather than using one graphite material or one modulus, they go into a multi-modulus where the butt section of a rod you want to have stiff and the tip section you want more flexible. So you vary the modulus of the, it's all graphite or carbon material, but different moduluses in different areas of the blank getting the best performance from that specific modulus. And they do have, for the saltwater guys, composite rods that give you a very soft whippy tip but a very stiff butt section if that's what you want by mixing graphite on one end and fiberglass on the other. I've heard about a material called boron that's been used a lot. Have you heard anything about this material? Boron came in between I'd say fiberglass and graphite or really in the early ends of uh, fiberglass. It's no longer, I don't know of anybody that truly produces a boron blank anymore. Um, boron had some issues with age and brittleness um, and really, the, the, some of the graphite and the graphite, the polyester resins that they're using now with um, glass have improved the glass rods dramatically. Uh, Grizz, the, what, yeah. where you fish down there, you've typically got uh, Pongarino or the, the uh, sport boats that supply rods for people that are going out. And most of those people are not, uh, let's say, um, experts and that careful with their equipment. Why don't you comment on what type of equipment that's, that you'd like to see down there and that they typically use and why? Well, the thing of it is down here is, like you said, John, if you're talking about a guy in a panga, I mean, he's liable to have anything. <laughs> I mean, they don't have money to buy it. They don't mm -hmm. have access to rods. And, I mean, you can go in there and just find anything from an old Fenwick to a old pen, an old Shakespeare ugly stick. I mean, it's like going to a museum when you go with the fungus. <laughs> yeah. But you get out on the charter boats, and uh, I don't really like to use brand names because nobody's paying me to say these things. So I say they use uh, relatively good rods. You generally have a strip roller on it, a tip-top roller on it, uh, anywhere from five and a half to six feet and graphite stuff, I mean good stuff, mm -hmm. out on, on your charters. But on the pangas, man, you get any, you'd be surprised <laughs> at some of the things you see. Grizz, I wouldn't be surprised. I've been there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's absolutely incredible. Uh, you know what, Grizz, I'm just going to make a quick comment. If people are going to Baja and they are going to be uh, fishing on the pangas or maybe the less expensive charter boats, uh, one tip is the rod, as long as it's got its guides on, it's probably going to work but you might want to take your own reels. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, you get some that sound like you're making coffee <laughs> down here. You start reeling and you think coffee's going to come out of it. <laughs> they don't uh, take very good care of their, their reels. Now, you're talking about different classes of fishing now. I'm talking about the real low end. Bringing your own reels would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. And let's go back to... And if you're going to fly fish, bring your own... No one has fly equipment down here. I think I'm the only one down here with a 12-weight and a 14-weight. I have several of them. Nobody has them. There's no place to buy them, and basically nobody's doing it. Well, as a matter of fact, when Jason and I come down to fish with you, uh, Jason was talking about bringing... I think I've got one, uh, I believe it's a 12-weight that I was going to take down and leave down there. But uh, Jay, we'll talk to more about Jason later, what he plans on doing, because we want to try and do some of that also. But let's get back to Tom for a little bit. And, Tom, give us a, an overview of if someone knows exactly what they want and they want to build it themselves, what advice can you give them? Well, the first advice is we, we deal with this day in and day out. And there's actually a class seminar we're teaching now in San Diego this weekend. It's sold out, but we teach classes around the United States. Um, first advice would be to get with a local builder, talk to them. Um, most rod builders are trying to build a better tool so they have a very good idea of what they want, whether it's fiberglass, graphite, roller guides, um, solid metal guides for durability. Um, pick out what you want. We have a, a large catalog that you can download um, it's, or buy one for free, or we'll send them to you for free at mudhole.com. Um, take a look around on it and try to, you know, Buy the components that fit your price point and your needs when you go fishing. If you're a fly fisherman and you're going to be fishing short streams, you get a short fly rod. You can get a glass rod. Um, it really, the options are unlimited as to what you can build and the price points that you can build it at. The most important thing is the, the idea of building it yourself, enjoying the satisfaction out of fishing it, customizing it with your name or wife's name, and Got and it. stuff along those lines. Well, Tom, unfortunately, we're going to have to continue the conversation. i got a ton more questions about the material used in the guide, saltwater, freshwater, ceramic, and such, but we're going to have to cover that at a different time. So we appreciate you coming on, and uh, Grizz, uh, hopefully you're going to stick around. We're going to take uh, a break, of course, but we appreciate everybody, and thank you for listening. Vagabundos Del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. The Santa Barbara Channel offers some of the most productive sport fishing in the world. Channel Island Sport Fishing offers the most boats to enjoy it. Call 805-383-1612. At Channel Island Sport Fishing, you pick the time and place you want to go. Nearshore halibut, caligo bass and rockfish, or fish the Channel Islands for white sea bass and yellowtail. For whale watching and private charters, Channel Island Sport Fishing in Oxnard has clean, modern boats with professional, friendly crews. Make your reservations for a deep-sea adventure by calling 805-383-1612. 
The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio with the Grizz. And we also have uh, Jason still on the line with us. Thanks, Jason. And Grizz, we've only got a couple of minutes, but you've just been to one of the most tremendous fisheries anywhere in the world. Can you just spend a quick minute on that? Sure, John. I just got back from doing a training course up at uh, Mag Bay, or better known as Magdalena Bay. Right now, John, is something absolutely incredible. They're catching 10 to 15 wahoo just in the morning in three or four hours, and they're averaging 50 to 60 pounds, with a few of them being 100. I'm getting ready to go just a few minutes to go up there and catch some fish. I know. We talked the other day, and you came back just to do the show, and then you're heading right back up there. And it's not, a, right. it's not an easy drive. So one of these days, um, and uh, uh, J- Jason, have you ever been to Mag Bay? I have not. Well, we got to go. I'm game. Let's okay. do it. Okay. Well, well Mag Bay, I yeah. think, is one of the best places in the world. you got the estuaries, and then you've got Mag Bay itself. Mm-hmm. And in the estuaries is probably where, um, you know, Jason might even um, excel because you're throwing into... Um, oh, yeah, the, you yeah. throw flies in there to snook, uh, big groupers, uh, corvina, and I even catch uh, halibut on a fly rod there. <laughs> that would be that would be a lot of fun. Pull out the old nine weight and start whacking them. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, let's jump over to East Cape for a second. We're going to go see Chucky. They've got some tournaments going on right now. Uh, the uh, I think it's the Dorado Shootout. But 
so they can't come on the air with us, but give us an idea what's happening over there and what we can expect in, you know, about two weeks. Well, this year for East Cape has been phenomenal. It's just been good fishing all the time, constantly catching fish. And I don't think it's going to change any. But there is tons of fish right now. They're getting some uh, nice tuna. There's a striped marlin there. There's Dorado. There's about everything, John. Now, so is, we'll have some good fishing. Well, uh, there's frequently tuna down there, but usually they're on the smaller end. Is there any big ones down there? They caught a uh, hundred and eighty-three pounder three days ago. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm not even sure I'd want to do that. Because I don't. I, <laughs> I don't. I give it to Charlie. <laughs> yeah, there you Here go, you go son. son. You catch it. Uh, Jason, have you ever tied into a big tuna? You know, not a hundred and eighty-three pounder. That's I caught some smaller ones, but maybe we'll uh, maybe well, we'll pull it off this trip. Yeah, well, the smaller ones are fun. The big ones, they go down to the bottom and swim in a circle. Uh, you almost need a crane to get them up. It's a lot of work and takes a long time. Uh, was it? I guess was it last year, Grizz, when we cut that two hundred? It was on for two hundred and forty pounder. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, it was at least an hour. I'm trying to think. It might have been. No, an hour. John, it was four hours and. 20 oh, that's minutes. right. That's right. It was four oh. hours. Yeah. <laughs> Then my 329-pounder was three hours and 40 minutes. I, I, that's why I hate them things. Yeah, well, you, yeah, you're, you're, you can't do anything the next day. You're all cramped up. Well, you know, I do it for television, and three hours of catching one fish when you only use seven minutes to, yeah. <laughs> to put on television. Right. Well, in other words, Jason, I don't think you want to hook into one of those on a fly. No, no, I'm not going that direction with the fly rod. Okay. Yeah. But, no. Uh, and so, no, that sounds great. And, of course, we got to give a plug to the finest resort in East Cape and probably on the entire west coast of the uh, uh, the Baja California from uh, San Jose North. It's got to be the finest resort that, that there is, uh, especially right on the beach. Yeah, it sure is nice. Uh, East Cape okay. has got Chucky there okay. taking care of it. The Van Warmers have done a good job over the years. Okay. You know, from starting right. out with the family up until the sons now okay. have it. Grizz, we just got, uh, Rob told us that we're out of time. So go to uh, ASOB online, asobonline.com. And then, of course, breakwatertours.com. Is that right, Jason? You got it. Okay, thanks, guys. We'll be talking to you real soon. I'm looking forward to fishing with you. There's a sign upon your door. Gone fishing.